Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Gangsta Certified Podcast. I am your host, Janae Jones, or Illyvish, and welcome to Scorpio season, y'all. Welcome to Scorpio season. Did y'all survive labor season? <laughs> I hope you did. Um, it was a little rough. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the first segment. And then after that, I have a wonderful conversation that is so apropos for this Scorpio season energy that we're going into with the lovely, the beautiful, the talented Christy from Transmuting Butterfly Astrology. This woman, she gave me life um, when I received my reading from her. She's very affirming, very intuitive, and just an amazing person. So you guys won't want to miss that. Stay tuned. What's up, you beautiful people? Just wanted to welcome you guys to Scorpio season and ask y'all how y'all doing, (laughs) to be very honest, because, listen, we've just gotten through a Mercury retrograde in Libra. We've been dealing with some heavy energy lately. Mars and the sun have been kind of dancing together, the sun lighting up aggression drive, willpower, that sort of thing. And going into Scorpio season, well, let me just say, the first thing that I noticed when I looked at the start of Scorpio season from my location is that even though this isn't by degree, the Ascendant is on Leo, squaring the sun in Scorpio. Now, ascended at 11 degrees and 15 minutes, you know, by exact measures or whatever, you know, that's not an exact square, but the square of the energy right away, the square of the energy right away that I saw, let me know that this is a season that is coming in at least in the locations where Leo is on the ascendant, um, where there's going to be a little bit of a struggle. Now, struggle isn't always a bad thing. We need to be able to get in, dig in, and handle some rough shit at times. That is exactly what I want people to think about when they think about square energy, okay? Now, we grow through being uncomfortable. The energy of a square is uncomfortable. I think this is pointing to the need for growth, okay? Then, okay, all right. That was just the first thing that I saw happen to stick out to me, but Scorpio season comes in with Pluto square Mars and square the sun. Ma'am, sir. Hmm. Now, we can look at a couple of things. If you're trying to learn how to delineate and come to conclusions about what things mean, it's very important that, first of all, you relax and you get comfortable. I know it can be hard. It can be hard when you're first trying on astrology and trying to understand what things mean. Again, not to sound like I'm an astrological fanatic, which I am. Yes. But... 
but I do encourage people, you have to get your basics down first. Because here's my whole thing. I can sit here all day and tell you guys what I think about this based on my astrological study and the things that pop out to me. But, but what helps is if you can hear a person talk about astrology and see if what they're saying is astrologically sound. The best weapon that you have to protect yourself against those speaking on astrology who don't really understand it and who are not speaking from a place of astrological soundness is to be astrologically sound yourself. Telling you, it helps. So, not to push anybody back into the kindergarten stage of astrological study, but I'm going to be very honest with you guys about something. If you don't feel comfortable understanding what certain things manifest as or feel like, then it's going to be very, very hard for you to get good at this. Okay? Like, it's one thing to understand the energies of the signs and their ruling planets. That is very important. In no way am I not... I'm, I'm sorry. In no way am I saying that you shouldn't know those things. But you also have to be aware of the energy that aspects bring. You're literally taking in information through symbolism and also taking into consideration that everything known and unknown, broken into 12 categories, is essentially one of the things that you have to always remember about astrology. Mars... It does represent certain things, but there's a lot of things that can fit under Mars, and you have to learn how to recognize that. A lot of things fitting under Pluto. So when I was talking about Pluto squaring Mars, first thing that should pop into your head or that can help you be able to delineate and figure out what all of this means is number one, Pluto and Mars are both associated with Scorpio. Before Pluto was discovered, Scorpio energy was attributed to Mars, okay? Now, I look at Pluto and its association with Scorpionic energy to be the seat of, you know, its transformative side. Something has to die with Scorpio. It does represent death. But what people don't think about often when they first hear death is deaths happen all the time, not just people actually physically dying. I mean, death happens. Things die. Habits die. Relationships die. Situationships die. All sorts of things die. Okay? When you know this, when you know this, and you understand that it's part of the cycle of life, you understand that usually when something dies, new things are born in its place. If the whole thing is taken down, something is bought up in its stead. Death and rebirth. Death and rebirth. Not just death. You know what I mean? But um, we also just want to take into account Mars is in Libra. Pluto is in Capricorn. Squaring off. What do we know about the qualities of Libra and Capricorn? Well, we know what they share in common is they're both cardinal signs. So, what is the essence of cardinal signs? The ones that stand up and get things going. Cardinal signs are where we see seasons start, 
okay? They usher things in. They open a door. Carto, Latin, to open. It's a doorway. So, you have, I, I've explained this to someone before about the cardinal energies. Now, because we're also talking about cardinal energies with planets like Mars and Pluto, well, what that brings to mind is, oh my gosh, check this out. <laughs> There's a board meeting going on, okay? We know how Capricorn is and how Capricorn walks into the room and takes charge of things. It's corporate coming in to audit shit. Everybody better get their shit together, right? Right? And this energy is sitting at a, in a meeting with Libra energy. This energy is sitting in a meeting with the energy of conciliation, fairness, coming to an accord, diplomacy, okay? Now, we also need to mention that because Libra's opposite sign, Aries, is ruled by Mars, that Mars' current position in Libra is not a place that Libra likes to be, okay? I'm sorry, that Mars likes to be. We... We... Um, are dealing with an opposing energy here. Like, it's looking for opposition. This is the energy for me that speaks to, okay, now, Aries energy will go for it, right? Sometimes rashly, by the seat of its pants, without putting much thought into it, it's like pure spirited action. Jumping into things, getting things done, going for it. The ram running out of the gate, Okay, and then the sign of Libra, it's opposite sign, which calls for us to deal with more than just ourselves and deal with another. Also calls to our contracts, etc. This is the sort of energy where directness can be off the chain. Now, what I mean by that is, okay, Mars, if it was in Aries, yeah, that's that's true directness, but I always take into account that opposite signs are the same energy just at different ends of the spectrum. So Libra energy, while it doesn't necessarily like confrontation, while it doesn't necessarily want to have to even deal with confrontation if it doesn't have to, okay? It's being forced to deal with itself in a way, especially with a square to Pluto. Pluto was going to make the conciliatory nature of Libra feel like, oh God, <laughs> what am I, I'm, I'm, I'm being forced to have to take action and choose a side maybe to walk willingly into a death. Because this is the energy that represents not being able to sit on the fence any further. Okay? Not being able to just kind of sit there and just go, okay, well, I guess I'll just wait to see what's going to happen. No. Nizal, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Won't work. So with knowing this... And knowing that we're coming into the season, I pulled the chart for the season to just basically kind of see how things are going to go. <sighs> Y'all, 
we already hear Scorpio getting mad, either hate or people wanting so desperately to identify with it because it seems cool to be so dark. I see this all the time online, <laughs> all the time, right? We see that, but what do we do with it? What do we do with it? Do we realize where we fit into that? Because here's the thing. If you're comfortable with the darkness, and, and what I mean by that, I, let me let me clarify. Shadow work. Not just being about the lighter part of spirituality, realizing that it's all interwoven and you have to go into your darkness, which, you know, some people are more comfortable with than others. But understanding that, like, are you, are, are you really trying to identify with Scorpio for real? Scorpio wants to get to the heart of the matter, figure out precisely what the fuck is going on under the surface. That's why it's investigative and it's suspicious because it has the, you know, the eagle eye on whatever it's dealing with, trying to figure out what's going on under the surface. You can't fully step into wanting to know what's going on for real because Scorpio energy don't care if what it's finding is good or bad it'll deal with that once it figures out what it is it just needs to know what it's dealing with so if you really want to know what you're dealing with if you really want to know what's going on it's not one of those things where you can kind of sit back and just pretend like you don't notice certain things like this is not the time for superficiality we just got or are getting out of the season of superficiality Libra will overlook <laughs> Libra will overlook okay it just will but the interesting thing about Libra energy is it it in its own way it is, it is very scorpionic about its value systems, just the energy of it. Like, it knows and sees the value in going beyond the superficial, okay? Even though it may not necessarily act that way. So, you know, during Libra season, especially with Mercury being retrograde as it was, we saw a lot of people, like uh, an inordinate amount of people who were kind of just standing back looking around like what the hell is going on people that don't even subscribe to astrology were like okay I'm starting to believe in it now because this has been crazy and you know huh, I knew like relationships commitments contracts were going to come to the fore during Libra season anyway with that retrograde there, there was a lot of stuff that was probably left, I would say, unfinished that was coming up to be finished or to be dealt with. And that was probably what was most annoying for people. Okay? I, I, I get it. But, um, you know, you can kind of shrug that off in a way, but the heart of the matter is you got to deal with your shit. So... The energy that we're coming into now, Mercury is still in Libra. It's direct though, okay? So it's coming closer to Mars. There's still this like pull to kind of feel like, all right, you might even clearly see what's going on in situations and see under the surface, but still be disinclined to really draw a hard line. 
And this energy is forcing us to do that on some things. You'll know. You'll know what it is. You'll know what it is. I bet you already do know what it is. But knowing what it is and doing what you should be doing to work through the energy are two different things. Of course, you need to know first. But where in your life did you see those things pop up? that maybe you didn't want to look a little bit deeper than you had to. And when you finally realize or have realized already what you're dealing with, the actions you may have to take and that you have to draw a hard line because Scorpio energy represents extremes. And the interesting, the interesting part is with Libra, if Libra isn't calibrated appropriately, it will live at extremes. So, for some people, I feel like this energy, if they have been taking a hard line on, on things, this is, has been a good time to kind of reconsider some things. But for those of us in this world who have been kind of just glossing over, not really seeing the depth of the need for transformation, we are coming into some energy that's like, oh, fuck no. Okay? No, you 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 gonna have to deal with what's under the monster under the bed. Alright? <laughs> just wanted y'all to know. But those are some thoughts that I just had on Scorpio season itself. Stay tuned next. Um, I have a conversation with a wonderful astrologer friend of mine, Christy, from Transmuting Butterfly. And we talk a little bit about we actually met on the last full moon um, and that was a wonderful conversation that we had that I think is very important uh, to share with you guys so that's what's up next we discussed some of the side effects so to speak of Libra season Mercury retrograde and then the importance if you're going to go deep okay if I'm advocating for people to actually deal with the undercover issues. This subject was right on time when her and I started speaking because we have to get to the point where we are not only taking responsibility for ourselves in a manner that looks good, not just to ourselves and others, but feels good to us. But also sometimes we have to step into the arena to do things that are uncomfortable. And what I'm talking about specifically is another area that Scorpionic psychology, okay? Going and seeking help. You know, I know a lot of astrological and spiritually inclined people um, subscribe to the notion that their practices, their spiritual and astrological practices preclude uh, the need to have therapy. And that's not always true. I'm, I'm a proponent of that things can work hand in hand. And the conversation that Christy and I both had is about just that. There is no shame in needing help. I'm going to repeat that again to everybody. There is no shame in needing help at all. It is okay to need help. We've grown up believing that if something is wrong, air quotes, right? If we're not normal, air quotes, right? That that's like some unredeemable quality. It's a tragedy. It's terrible. There's nothing you can do about it. What do you think you're going to do? There's nothing wrong with that. 
it takes a lot of courage to be able to really look at yourself, okay, and and say, I am unable to handle this alone. We're blessed to be living in times where we have so many different ways that we can get in contact with ourselves for real so that we can truly heal. So I encourage everybody. I don't shame people for mental health issues at all. And I don't think any of us should. There should not be such a stigma attached to these things. That stigma actually discourages people from actually seeking treatment. And that, that, is, that is a tragedy. But stay tuned for the conversation I have with Christy from Transmuting Butterfly. I thank you guys so much, as usual, for tuning in. I wish y'all a happy Scorpio season. Peace. Join the Spiritual Gangsta Certified crew and get invited to secret live astrology, tarot and card readings, free astrology courses, VIP events with extra special guests, and so much more. We're going to be doing giveaways and having a lot of exciting events, so you guys don't want to miss it. Send a text to 517-742-2739 with Join SGC to get started. The following segment was recorded on Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Hey everybody, I'm chatting and chilling with Christy from Transmuting Butterfly, one of my favorite astrologers who has not only read my chart, but taught me a lot. Please say hello, Christy. Hi guys, how are you? (laughs) Just so happy to be here. It is a full moon right now. Mercury just went direct. Yeah, that's Jupiter. Yes. There's some things I wanted to talk about with that, but I did want you to give, I did want to give the audience an opportunity to know who I was talking with. You've been on the podcast before. We've had a lot of amazing conversations about a lot of different things. So... I know this won't be any different, but I uh, just wanted to ask you to let people know what you do as far as astrology and your readings, just so they're aware of this right away. Awesome. Well, again, my name is Tristy, the Transmuting Butterfly, and I'm here to help you transmute darkness into light. And with that, I love helping people through astrology, through tarot, through chatting, through laughing, (laughs) Um, just to learn how to take the pain, take the shit, take the darkness, work it, make it into gold. So, and uh, something that will light the way in your life. So that's what I'm all about. Um, you can contact me on Instagram, Destino Divina. We'll spell it because that's Spanish. <laughs> I will put that up there. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I do readings online in person here in Miami, Florida. And I meet with Janae on her podcast and we have fun. <laughs> yes, definitely so. Because it's a popular thing as astrology has been over the past couple of years. And as it continues an uptick in popularity, I really do appreciate other astrologers who I can seek readings from. Some astrologers or some people in general, they think it's strange. They're like, you're an astrologer. Why do you still get readings? Well, 
we're still human. <laughs> we are. And honestly, sometimes I feel biased in my own opinion about my own situations. So I really think it's important, no matter how much experience you have astrologically, to be able to bounce uh, things off of another well-learned and well-knowledgeable, you know, person. Because Absolutely. how else are we going to deal with certain things? Like, um, this full moon is square Pluto. Yeah. And um, also the sun is still playing with Mars. So definitely when we have Pluto and Mars, things are going to be lit. Uh, <laughs> but I did want to say kind of uh, backtrack a bit onto, you know, how, oh, uh, you being spiritual, you having your shit together and guiding others. How are you supposed, like, why are you still going out and getting help? Why are you, well, because we are our own blind spot and nobody's immune from that. Yes. That's the part where that, that it's like, that's the humanity part. And, um, you know, if you have rose-colored rose glasses on and that's all you've seen your whole life, well, someone's gonna be able to see those glasses on you and be like, yeah, let's take those off. Look, look at this. Because if you're so used to it, you're not gonna think there's something more or there's a different way of seeing it. And yeah. um, not to get too, too deep, but you know, if you think about- Get deep, girl, get deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, fractals, fractals are the same pattern, but like repeated in different facets. And it's like, we are all a facet of this life, of this universe. And the way you see it, not someone else is gonna see it exactly that same way. And right. so when here we are as spiritual people trying to connect, trying to help one another, that's what the community is about. And yes. we're not supposed to, I mean, yes, the experience is as, as an individual. No one can live your life for you. <laughs> but when you're connected to that whole community, to that whole web of life on earth, then you have access to different perspectives and different facets and the truth is multifaceted and you know we can go down that rabbit hole but that's pretty much it so yeah you're you you want an astrologer or a spiritual worker that does go to other people and yes get, you know that perspective yeah, it must it is definitely a must. I can say, and I even tell this to people who are, you know, they're they're just learning. Um, but like, if we just took sun sign, like I describe this to people all the time. If you woke up in the morning and you put on your glasses before you really look at anything, you know, the glasses, the lens through which you're viewing things would, I, I kind of tell people to think of their sun sign that way at times and how you can just know what benefits um, you can get from someone else's outlook and their lens and their gaze. Like, I know we have affinity for different astrological reasons, but for me, having Scorpio energy to be able to say something to me for me to take in and digest and really let it affect me is important to me. I'm a 20 degree uh, Pisces sun, which is in the Scorpio deck and in the Scorpio Duat. So I'm appreciating that uh, deeper look. Like you said, going deep, like we know, we know Scorpio 
don't play about its deepness. And as we approach Scorpio season, one of the things I think people need to remember is because Scorpios be getting hate, Christy. I know you see it. People be hating on y'all and I be mad. <laughs> they do it, but I tell them all the time, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion, Scorpio energy, purest energy in the Zodiac. I'm going to tell you why. You need to know, it needs to know, what am I dealing with? I don't really want to deal with whether it's a good or a bad thing immediately i need to know what's at the heart of this what is true what my investigation will find what is actually at the core of shit what people hide like i need to be able to see down into all of that without that purity you can't purge without that ability yeah and that's um that that reminds me i wrote a story of venus and libra um mm-hmm journey and becoming Venus the Scorpio and kind of in that same way like you're like you're like I want to see beyond the facade and Libra's known for the facade oh yeah so superficial (laughs) hi Libras (laughs) but if you think about it that way where Libra's facade gets yeah, it gets taken off and it's stripped. Libra stripped. Well, that's Scorpio. When you get to Scorpio, you are stripped. You are getting an X-ray. Nothing will get through. Like Scorpio energy dissects you, gets you naked, gets you ready for some good deep <laughs> It legitimately does. In every way we yeah. can talk about that, sexually, psychologically, yeah. like it, it, it really does. That's I'm so glad that you said that because and I'm also glad that you said, you know, about the transition from going to like Venus and Libra to Venus and Scorpio. Listen, I tell people all the time the zodiac wheel is telling a story and in order for you to be able to have the benefits i mean it it, it shows how every energy is needed right so like for us to really appreciate libra energy it has to evolve enough to get to scorpio then when you're in scorpio and you've had that x-ray as you said really peered down into the deeps and the depths of everything that's how you're able to handle Sagittarius energy, seeking and searching its truth, teaching. Like you can't, you can't skip steps. No, <laughs> and a lot of people try to do that. Like they come into spirituality and they think, okay, I'm enlightened. This is it. It's like <laughs> just started. <laughs> Welcome to the endless rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, because it's going to keep going back around. Because as soon as we get to Pisces season, Aries season is coming again, and then here we keep going. That's poignant to say, because I do think, please people who are going through this directly don't hate me for saying it. It's just an observation. But I really do think that when people become spiritually awakened or um, they acknowledge, oh my gosh, there's a journey or a path that I'm on, there's an obsession with, oh, I just want to be enlightened and awake. Like... Oh my gosh, how do I reach that nirvana? And how do I stay there? Because once I get to that, God forbid, I deal with any of the earthly things. And it's like, I don't subscribe to that, personally. Neither, me neither. Um, and that's, you know, it's so funny because I'm horrible, but you're Pisces. 
And you know, you are the last sign. That's enlightenment right there. That's literally the, the, the complete cycle of that evolution. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like, as you were speaking, I saw these new people at the starting line in Aries, a little do they know, they, they're trying to go the wrong way to the end of Pisces. They're going the Safe wrong way access. on the surface. So, they gotta go through the Aries fire. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. No so, skipping steps in these cycles. You're absolutely right. Pisces, because they're seeing what is capable. They're seeing through that veil. They're seeing mm-hmm. like, holy shit, there's more. And that's what happens. They see this huge Pisces vision that is just unfathomable. Like. Pisces represents that part of the universe that a human will never get to go to. Oh, yeah. Ever. You can't, like, there's no matter how many millions of years, let's say we we live a million, billion years ahead, we're not going there. (laughs) Yeah, so they see that. They see the, the grandness of the possibility. And little do they know, no, well, to get to there, you gotta do the whole thing. Yes, so, it's a whole journey. It's a whole wheel. That's absolutely right. And I love the way you put it. I didn't think about that before. I mean, I hear people say Aries is the baby of the zodiac. It comes running out the gate. It wants to get things done. It's starting a fire. Are you ready for that enlightenment that you're rushing to? Or are you not realizing that after you have awareness of who you are, then we're moving into Taurus energy? This is practical energy what do we have now? Like, are we aware of this? You know, it's our value systems. Like, we can't skip those steps. And I feel bad because I get a lot of people that ask me questions. It's like, oh, you're spiritual, so like, how do I get there? And I'm like, where's there? Where is it you're trying to go? Right. Like, And how much are you willing to sacrifice? Because this ain't pretty. No, this is not. Not at all. Because uh, you have to die and take it from a Scorpio. You have to die many times in that cycle, in that journey. And it's just stripping these old layers, metaphysical, physical even, when everything. That that nakedness that I spoke about from Libra. Like, well, when you reach the Scorpio, yeah, that's that moment. Have fun. I I don't understand what the obsession is in a lot of cases for some people with wanting to avoid the shadow, which we could never really do fully in Scorpio energy. Like, can you imagine what it would feel like to fight your own need to know, to understand, to die and be reborn again through this understanding? Like, I can't, I can't even fathom. It just does not, does not compute, like, does not compute. (laughs) Even being on the path and having experienced that, when we want to tell people what it is, what it really is, there's, again, no words. And that's where the language of energy shines brighter. Yes! Yes, 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 yes. There's no English word to describe it. And so that's where meditation comes in and 
connecting to nature, just plugging off of this. Yes. The chaos. <laughs> the chaos has to, yeah, you need a vacation from it. But we are not going to ignore the undercurrents, no matter how rough they're turning. And just, you know, with some of the energy that we're under now, I, I've seen more people speak about. Not that it doesn't get discussed, but more people who are not inclined to speak about astrological phenomenon or cycles, talking about how terrible this Mercury retrograde was for them, or how they noticed more people actually ascribing the difficulties to what was going on with Mercury. And it's like, I love that people have this interest. Now, can can we kind of pick apart some of these things because even with this full moon which you know people are going to have their rituals and they're going to do their things and I'm, I'm not one of those people that wants to tell people what they should be doing so to speak I, I feel like once you resonate enough with what is occurring and the energies that are happening you can dig inside pretty deep and figure out what you need to do but relationship oriented Libra of course this is going to have to deal with our interactions with other people specifically when it comes to how we deal with people one-on-one or you know i was talking to someone about the agreements that we make there was a lot that came up for people that was wrapping up some of that and they're like oh god this is terrible but the universe provided this cycle for us why well we need it yeah exactly um uh, you know I'm at a point in my journey when I see these negative Nancys, and I'm going to call that out, all these people are like, oh, it's the worst, it's the worst, and then the next week they pick something else, and it's the worst, it's the worst, and they never get out of that. Every week, every time they post something, now is the moment, now is the, now is the, it's like, yes, ma'am. shut up, shut up, <laughs> like, this ain't it, and so, Yes, every cycle, every aspect, every transit is gonna have its good and bad. And again, we, there's some good that comes out of it. And like you said, the universe gives this to you because hey, that's, that's what it is for you for your highest good. Yeah. Now, I'm sure people hear that all the time, your highest good. Well, to get there, like we're saying, you gotta do the work. But when you're put in these situations and you actually, something's gotta go usually. That's what I remember. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Something's just gotta be adjusted and moved out. And the universe asks us, are you willing to make the sacrifice? Are you willing to make the sacrifice? And what happens is these people are fighting that. They don't want that to happen. And that's where you hear these negative things. Like, oh my God, I'm still stuck. I'm still stuck. I'm like, dude, you got to be crazy. You literally have to be crazy and go against some like norms and Mm -hmm. do something different. They say you do, you know, you're, oh God, I'm horrible with quotes. So the one where they're like, you have, if you do the same thing over and over again. Okay. Yeah. Like, the definition of insanity. That one. Um, yeah. That's fucking true. It is. 
something's got to give, something's got to change. And so a lot of people deny that moment or don't take it and just stick to it. And you got those outcomes that are like, not the best. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of sad that we don't oftentimes use energies to our benefit. Like, if, okay, for instance, we talk about Mercury retrograde, bringing people back around situations mm-hmm. that have not quite um, completed themselves, so to speak. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, I got to deal with this. Oh, I got to deal with, oh, why is this guy talking to me? And it's like, I have changed up how I view these things in this phenomenon there's a lesson for me to learn in everything um seriously so if there's a cycle that's going on sometimes maybe the universe is trying to get you to wrap one up getting you to recognize one you know i've responded a lot differently this mercury retrograde to people popping back up than i have in previous iterations of this and i'm proud of myself you know what I mean like so instead of like being like this is terrible this is the worst no you can actually if you look for the lesson it's usually there and you know we talk about you know how full moons are culminations etc I was asking people to look back to the new moon in Aries this year to kind of get an idea in the short term (laughs) what 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 is culminating? You know, what what has what has actually come up? You know, we have Chiron in Aries too, which is definitely people having to take responsibility for their healing. You stepping up for yourself. I mean, the entire time Chiron was in Pisces, I felt like the entire world was a sappy, like whiny, like there were good parts about it too. But I'm just saying when it came to people having to deal with their wounds. You know, there was more of a woe is me. Now it's like, I feel like this energy calls for you to be like, you know what? This is my responsibility. Your trauma may not be your responsibility and that you didn't directly cause it, but the healing definitely got to step up with that. Yes. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. It's it's difficult because mental health is such a big topic. Yes. I'm glad it is. I'm glad it is. But um, the dark side, the shadow side of the mental health conversation is people just stuck in that victimhood, um, yes. stuck in those stuff, just stuck. And yes. it's so interesting because I'm I'm someone that struggled with mental health, and I've gone through trauma and abuse and all that. And I'm not saying nothing changes and it's all a lie. Hell to the no, no your brain changes. Like the way the neurons fire in your head are different, a thousand percent. But a lot of people that are going through life, there is a way. Like I I guarantee there's a way. Like (laughs) I say I went from six feet underground because I tried to kill myself so many times to, Mm. and I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. Right? Listen, so, I will edit appropriately. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, with, you know, saying six feet under the ground, too, coming on top and finding my light and all of that, and just, there is a freaking way. There is, yeah, but it's hard work and it's sacrifice and it's, it's different. It's different, but it takes time. 
energy, focus, you know, um, and it's literally every single time your brain gives you a negative thought, you have to say the opposite thing. And literally like my trauma, something that I know comes from my trauma comes up. It's like, I gotta start telling myself the opposite, like the right way. Right. And it's been years of that. It's now been uh, seven years mm-hmm. since like the worst of the worst. And um, actually that's 10 years of the worst. But um, it's been years since that point and it's been seven years of having to repeat back and, and, and undo what's been done. Yes. But not a lot of people are willing to grow that awareness. And it's I'll share it in here. It is. It's so sad, but there's one easy way to start. And this is what I give my clients um, a lot of times as one of their homeworks, which is two weeks. This homework is a two week homework. And for the first week, I just need you to look at your brain when you think things. Just be aware of your thought. Just look at it. Don't say anything. Just take notes. Mm-hmm. Look at how you speak to yourself. Look at how you think when you think about things for one week. Well, I'm sure you're going to notice a lot of negative talk. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to notice a lot of distorted thoughts, too, that if you have trauma, you're going to think very askew. Right. About it. And so for the second week, you got to start picking those moments. If you find it after you say it, <laughs> or after you think it, right? Don't beat yourself up. Like, right. do that. <laughs> because it's okay. Like, you're going to let one slip or something's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but start talking back. Start saying, no, that's not how this is. Right, start right. taking control of your mind. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to come back <coughs> into this 100%. body grounded, not aloof. And, you know what aloof is? Yeah. Not aloof up here. No, no. The mission is here. This is the purpose. This life is your purpose. Right now, this life, not that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're saying you're saying so much to me that I relate to because I feel like. I could, if I wanted to, just sit here and you you know a lot of the things I've been through, I've told you, and I could like sit here and we could just cry and you could do the same thing and you could just tell me stuff and we could both, if we wanted to, develop trauma bonding based on the traumatic things that have happened. Well, I don't necessarily think that there's anything inherently wrong with bonding in some ways over your trauma, but there is something inherently wrong as far as I'm concerned with getting stuck there. And especially when you're stuck there with someone else, it's so important that people understand because I fight with people about this online a lot and I feel bad because I know people feel attacked. Like, you know, when you're talking from a space of understanding that I've overcome my own victimhood, my own victim mentality like I legitimately have done that and people will hear you speak about that and then be like well your life must have been easy you haven't gone through the stuff I haven't gone through what are you talking about and you're like 
Um, okay, I'm not negating anything that happened to you, but I am telling you that there's a very powerful thing that you can go through transformation-wise when you start doing the things that you're talking about doing. It is work. No one is saying it's not at all, at all. And we're going to mess up, and we do mess up. Even now, I mess up. I'm still screwed up in my own way, you know? But the thing is, I can take ownership of that. Yes. And I can be like, okay, yeah. And I, I'm not afraid, like, I'll mess up, you know? I'll have my, my crazy moments, my, cra my crazy Scorpio girl moment, and, you know, <laughs> say some real bad shit. <laughs> I hear you. Oops, too deep. But I come back after that. And I make sure I analyze the situation. I go, mm -hmm. what caused what caused those words? Yeah. Right? And I see where those words came from. And then I come back and I go, I'm so sorry. Like, this is why this came. Now it doesn't excuse what I said. Exactly. It doesn't excuse or nullify what the person felt. None of that. But at least I came showing that there's awareness and that I'm taking steps to change that. Key, that's, that's key. That's the best I can do, and I'm so sorry, but from this point forward, I can do this That's That's all it really is. I think there's a misconception. People are thinking that if you're asking them to embark on this journey where they're becoming aware of themselves and their trauma and they're actually working through it, that what you're asking them to do is legitimately not what you're asking them to do. We're not asking people to never make a mistake, never be triggered, never fall back into old patterns of behavior. The, it starts with awareness. Like it legitimately is in the awareness that so much is available to people to be able to grasp that healing and to start, you know, those neurons falling, firing off differently because patterns and stuff, I mean, this stuff is ingrained after a while into you, especially if you've had really traumatic experiences. We're never trying to take away and, and tell a person that their experiences don't matter, they weren't important, or they weren't impactful or hurtful or whatever they are. It's just we know that there's so much power on the other end. They just have to grasp it. That's that's the most important step. That's the step where I congratulate people the most because yes. then they can start doing the work as you yes. said. Yes, and I see that a lot with my new clients. You know, mm -hmm. my, I have several clients that I got them. I was their first reading, and now it's been a few years. And the growth, the growth is great. You know, because they faced everything head on and went through the hard stuff and. Mm -hmm broke those bonds that held them back. So absolutely. Um, also, I just want to say, if anyone has any mental health issues, what saved my life was going to a psychologist. Yes. So I highly recommend people to find somebody that they can speak to no matter what, <laughs> because yes. um, that's the only way. And there are psychologists out there that are spirit-centered, just know that. But kind of like what we've been saying here, be careful. Some of them are off the deep end. And yeah, yeah. Then, then there's grounded ones like mine. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, but like highly recommend a mental health professional. 
$10,000. I do too. I'm not one of those people that's like, well, you're spiritual. Why would you need to go to... Listen, are you not down here having a human experience? Psychology is a deep... First of all, it's been of deep interest to me forever. And it makes sense. I want to know why people do the things they do. And it doesn't even matter how off the chain the behavior is. That's why I like serial killer documentaries and things that are really off the beaten path so to speak but there's no harm in needing assistance with being able to navigate the waters of your life and that can come from a lot of different places just because you have an astrologer don't mean that you don't need to go talk to a therapist just because you have a therapist don't mean you don't need an astrologer or wherever you're drawn to in your healing process there are multiple people that can usually help on that journey that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so funny just to show you how funny the universe is. Uh-huh. Uh, about 10 years ago, I started my mental health journey and I found my psychologist that I still see to this day. But I was agnostic back then. Ah. <laughs> so she was just seeing me straight psychologist to client, nothing fluffy, nothing extra, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I found, um, I grew up with astrology, uh, but you know, the journey was fun. I got back to it in 2014 oh, and I saw her after I figured astrology out of tarot. And I'm like, oh my God, I do astrology now. And she's like, I've been, I realized the crystals in her office and tarot card decks are behind me. I was like, She's like, yeah, I've done this the whole time, but you said you were agnostic that I'd never showed this to you. She respected you completely. That is a beautiful thing because, I I mean, I have heard some stories from people about not feeling much connection when they go into therapy. It's so true. It's it's bad. I feel so bad for people. I do too, because when I first went to therapy, Ooh, this is what actually spawned my spiritual like awakening at the like very end of 2011 going to therapy and my therapist saying do you have a belief system and I start cracking up laughing and I'm like absolutely not and she's like okay she's like well what you know well, what make what make you say that like and I'm like well I grew up Catholic I went to Catholic school from 7th to 12th grade. None of that ever resonated with me. And my mother used to take us to different churches so that we could experience different, you know, types of faiths that weren't necessarily, you know, Catholicism. And I would be like, there's people like catching the Holy Spirit and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is, first I'm like, this is the Pisces, blame yourself. What's wrong with me? Because I'm not feeling what... I'm, I'm I'm not falling out and catching it. And then after a while, I'm like, none of this is... Hit. Something about this feels off. That, that was always my thought. And to have her, like, ask me about that, it if I wouldn't have gone to this woman, then the thing that happened next would have never happened and we wouldn't be talking right now. She said to me, she said, I don't want to be pushy. She said, but I have something I think may appeal to you. She was like, you seem open-minded. She was like, I'm going to give it to you. You don't have to give it back. It was um, a set of audiobooks on, you know, CDs. 
and she's like just you know give it a listen let me know what you think and some people think this is woo woo but it was the audiobook for asking it is given um you know with um abraham being channeled and i went home and i listened to it and at first i was kind of like so this lady just be catching voices from a collective what like i was like all right lady you crazy and that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking in my head. But then then I felt bad. Then I'm like, well, maybe she's not. Like you know, there's so many possibilities. But it wasn't just the fact that this was being channeled. It was what was being said. And I was listening to what was being said and what they were talking about as far as being like in the vertex. So for instance, to give you an example, remember you said your the conversation needs to change as far as you know what you're having with yourself. I learned that there's a big difference. Let's say you're in a relationship you don't want to be in. Like, you're miserable. Anytime your partner does something, you're on your way out in your head anyway, right? You're just... Why can't he ever... Instead, the very same thing, but the flip side to that is to say, my next partner will pay attention to me. My next partner will honor my wishes. My, like you're 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 speaking about what you want versus what you don't, and I know that sounds like very cliche to people, but it completely changed my life, and my relationship with my therapist became one that was deeply, deeply profound for me. Like that connection wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't. She was trying to assess me real quick to see what I would be ready for. I could have came back and been like, yeah, I didn't like that too much. And she's the sort of person who would have respected that. But I'm, I, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, that's what started me actually looking deeper. Like I had always kind of had an interest in astrology, but that's when I was like, okay, I got all these astrology books. Well, I actually read them. Um, started learning about esoteric things, got really deep in trying to understand hermetics and laws of the universe and different things. And it's just like, then it made sense why my entire life, none of the religion really stuck with me or, or resonated. Why I was always like, what? Why I why love that. <laughs> I love that. The universe and nothing less. It's funny yes. because your Pisces is associated to religion. Yes. It was Sagittarius, which I have a Sagittarius moon. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because I also grew Catholic, but I also was in uh, Cuban witchcraft. Um, and then um, I denounced all of that. I went full Christian. Mm-hmm. And then I denounced that and went agnostic. So I like, I'm, I did the You had a journey, I yeah. Into it. I got into it. And um, it's so funny. My journey has taken me back to Yoruba. And I'm in that. And I do my spiritual stuff and my astrology. And my godfather has blessed me in that. He's like, we're not big on that, but there's just some good I hear you. stories. Um, so I back that up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy that with your journey and with your cycle, you've come into what is best for you what you resonate with most because it would be a terrible shame especially having had you read me (laughs) it would have been a terrible shame for you to never have really explored that path like I wouldn't have had the impact 
um, that I have knowing you, nor would anybody who has had the honor to. You know what I mean? So when I think about that, just like the little small things that have happened, and I'm like, my therapist is the one that literally put me <laughs> on a path to look, you know, towards these sorts of things yeah. that one would deem spiritual. It's beautiful. In a grounded way, in a grounded way that doesn't have you losing reality or losing yes. connection to your life and your stability. Oh my God, you can, you can do it both ways, guys. <laughs> it's there. It exists. There, there's no reason for there's no reason for anyone to feel like they have to throw away, um, you know, certain things just because you're on a spiritual path. I mean, the way that psychology uh, ties into spiritual and astrological and other divination system concepts too, is interesting. Like I, I enjoy tying things together. I mean, and, and, and seeing where there's intersections, but I need people not to be scared to just, you know, get the help that you need. There's no shame in needing help. None. none. <laughs> the whole whammy right there. Yeah, none. Just none. And I know way too many people that are like, I will never say this about what I experienced. I will never look at that. And they end up in places that just destroy them and their life. <sighs> and it's sad. And it's sad because the moment you open up and become vulnerable and put your truth out the good and the bad the the happy and the sad <laughs> it's gonna bring so you're making space for healing you're making yes. space for good new things it's it's beautiful it's worth it 10 out of 10 we'll do again next lifetime uh, <laughs> it just you know it's not the end not yet. Not at all. Um, I don't know if I would have said the same thing maybe 10 years ago <laughs> even, but I do recognize that every step in the journey, including all the things that almost like completely like ruined me, like where I just was going to lay down and give up, um, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without all those different people to help me in all the different ways that they did from a psychological perspective an astrological perspective there's so many different people that i owe a debt of gratitude to just because i can i, I literally know those patterns have changed because i'm a different person i don't respond to react the same way to everything i'm not perfect god knows but <laughs> But, you know, you, you see the difference and you can see the change and appreciate it. So when people get upset, when they haven't gone through that cycle yet, so it seems impossible, and they just feel like you're being a holier than thou, oh, well, I got my stuff together, how come you couldn't get your stuff together type person? And it's like, no, that's not the spirit from which we speak. That is not... That's not my motivation for wanting people to come out of victim mentality. Like, I had to do it myself. I even think of my old language. 
you know what you used to say. Who knows better than you what you used to say? Oh, yeah. Well, to myself and others. <laughs> yes. Yes, I tell this story all the time of when I first started looking into astrology and I saw my chart, right? And I'm like, I'm like okay, so I knew I was a Pisces. All right, we got that. Capricorn moon? What? All this Virgo energy? Like, for me, that was the absolute worst until I realized, because I was... I was equating those energies with people of those sun signs that I knew and being like, ew, like, why would I ever be like them? But what it did was, it, sh it was like putting a mirror up. I'm a Virgo dominant chart holder, okay? And I used to complain about Virgos all the time. I used to be like, why are y'all And then I started to see where I was that way too. Or aspects of Virgo energy that were operating through me in response to them. Or like just all the different ways that you could see stuff. So I think that astrology gave me a way to qualify and quantify a lot of that. But going to therapy actually gave me methods and practices um, for recognizing my behavior that not only just helps me, but helps my clients now too. So... I wouldn't have lose. this if I wasn't open. You can't lose. No. There's there's no loss in that. You we don't be losing. No. I have a question, kind of. Sure. You said that when you got your chart. So did you get your chart first and then went into astrology? Or were so you into astrology and found your birth time and then did you So what I did was I the first book that I had was the only astrology book you will ever need, right? Um, and um, so I'm reading it. I had heard everybody had a birth chart, but again, my Virgo dominance. And I also, um, so I have a T-square. Um, my sixth house sun is opposed by my 12th house Saturn, and that squares my third house Neptune, right? For me, my experience with things is when I get interested in them, sometimes I don't know why. Like there's no rhyme or reason really to it. I'll collect what I need for it and then go back to it, I guess, when I have the time. So I go to this book and I'm like, oh, I don't even need to look at my birth chart yet. I need to understand all the energies. Let me make sure that I understand every sign. Let me make sure that I understand how this even is what it is. Because, you know, to me, I kind of tried to debunk astrology a little bit too. Like, but what I, I said that in the podcast, the last yes, I, mean, I really, <laughs> I definitely was because to me, I tried, I'm skeptical about a lot of things, but when I was starting to see, because to me, it just sounded like somebody somewhere just made up some stories and told people this. No, you can see the connectedness. And at the same time, I was watching videos by Santos Bonacci, where he talks about, you know, syncretism and how he wraps everything into astrology. And I was like, then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to learn how to do this chart thing, right? So then I pulled my chart up and I'm like, I still, even after knowing all the energies and learning all that, I still was like, ew. <laughs> and then I remember somebody saying, well, you picked your chart. You picked when you were going to incarnate. So I'm like, this is the shit I picked. Like, seriously, this is what I think. 
And then, you know, learning and getting more comfortable with charts, actually drawing them by hand, like, like getting more, like, that's when everything like changed. So I learned about the essences of the signs and their rulers and what this meant and how they got that and everything. And then I was like, okay, now I need to do this chart thing. <laughs> so that's, yeah. All right. That's I didn't great. dig into the chart until after I was just learning, like, I didn't want to know what my moon sign or anything was until I understood the essence of every energy. And I'm glad I thought like that because I know we all get into astrology want to know our energy. But my thing is, even with my clients, I tend to teach them some astrology because it's not just about understanding you, even though that's important. Understanding these energies means you recognize them everywhere in everything you see. You'll even pick up on your interactions with someone else and sit there and kind of guess what could possibly be going on with their energies against yours. So what does that mean? I wouldn't have been able to do that <laughs> if I hadn't went in the way I did. Yeah, that's true. It's funny because I asked, because um, I kind of related to how you said when you saw your chart, right? And what happened to me is, well, I grew up in the spiritual realm and as a teenager i just i grew up watching walter mercado and um i mean he is the reason why i'm in astrology i hear (laughs) you that documentary on him was amazing Uh, i cried about it because thank god kind of like a therapist for you like thank god for him and putting himself out there in times that we're not accepting and he just put himself out there and Definitely. That, you know that's it and um, I'm actually getting emotional sorry I, no you're in the right space to get emotional <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening is um, I saw him but of course that's just sun sign yeah. that's not the death and as a teenager I would always go to a website and read my horoscope and I'm like this is not it like so there's more there's more So as a teenager, I remember going to my school library and checking out astrology books and going home and reading them. And then I also had my computer and I remember clear as day, clear as day, I found a website that made free birth chart reports. And I I asked my mom and my stepdad what their birth time was. I'm sure they didn't give me the right one. <laughs> I, I put my birthday. I didn't know my birth time because I'm actually adopted. Okay. So I don't. I had no one to reference for that. But I remember printing out their charts and be like this and this and this <laughs> as a teenager. But fast forward to being an adult and realizing, yeah, the birth chart is really important. The birth time. I'm sorry. The birth time is really important. Um. I had to order mine from the state. And I had to order like the original certificate oh, wow. copy because that's the one that has the time. If you just order regular copies, you won't get your time. So I asked my biological father that I got in contact with as an adult. And he said I was born at three in the morning. I got it, P.A.M. Ooh, Virgo rising, Scorpio in the fourth, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. And um, then my birth certificate actually arrived. 
And when I saw my moon in the eighth house and Sagittarius and, you know, Taurus rising and all the Scorpio, I was like, in the sixth, I'm like, oh, this changes everything. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, it moon in the eighth, but like you said, that makes sense in my life because my mom died when I was a baby. So, moon yeah. his mother, eighth house of death. There you go. So it's just, it's so incredible to see your chart at that moment. But I think we all do the same thing and revert to that negative mentality that society and top astrology has put it to us. Yeah, it's 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 true because it's so difficult. Like, I don't want to hate on the fact that I see astrology everywhere. Yeah. But, like, there's that part of me that's like, something about sun signs i'm looking at tiktoks matter of fact i'm gonna have some i want you to look at it and tell me what you think about it um that came from tiktok that happens to be involving scorpio energy so but um i want you to look at that (laughs) for the reason of course that like i value your opinion but it kind of falls in lockstep with what we're talking about because you know, you realize there was something past sun sign. And I know everybody isn't necessarily on the same level and looking at the same things at the same time. Because I'm sure there's people that are like, probably think by the time I figured out how to read and understand charts, they're like, I've been doing that for 20 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Everybody's not going to come into the same thing at the same time. But damn, what a disservice I'd have been doing to myself if I was just like, okay, no, I'm just fine with sun signs. I didn't even realize for the longest time when I was first reading these books, because I wasn't putting things together in my head, that there's literally a chart for everything. Isn't that crazy that we had already been exposed to deeper levels of it, and for some fucking reason, our (laughs) brain did not compute. And I asked myself, I go, universe, you really didn't want me to know the whole thing then, despite me looking I was on websites, I was doing, I was pulling birth charts, but I still didn't know what it meant <laughs> until I was 27. <laughs> you know, it's so incredible. It's always been with us, even if we're not aware. Yes, and I tell people all the time, um, I wrote a Twitter post the other day, I'll put it up to show people what I was talking about too, and I'll share it with you as well, yeah. where... Listen, astrology changed my life. I felt like as I learned more, once I was actually like zoomed in on it, I felt like I was remembering something. Like some things would just come to me and then I would read and I would be like, well, I knew that. Yeah. I knew it. Like, how did I know this? This feels familiar. It feels like something I'm supposed to be drawn to. And I always kind of was. And then had access, like you said, to the deeper shit. And then it wasn't time for it yet. It wasn't. It wasn't time. But the fact that it happened, well, priceless. Yes. Price. Less. Indeed. I'm gonna let you-